Hope's Harbor, Gritty Bible Devotions by David Bradley. Suffering, Not Me But Us, Part 3 of 3. Key verses are taken from 2 Corinthians, Chapter 1, verses 3 through 8. The devotion focus is serving others from experience with pain. I want to read through these verses in 2 Corinthians, and when I do, listen to the Word of God as he tells us about comfort, tribulation, trouble, suffering, and afflictions. 2 Corinthians 1.3 Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also abounds through Christ. Now, if we are afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, Paul writes. This is effective for enduring the same sufferings which they also suffered. Or if we are comforted, it is for others' consolation and salvation. Verse 7, And our hope for you is steadfast, because we know that as you are partakers of the sufferings, so also you will partake of the consolation. Verse 8, For we do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, of our trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were burdened beyond measure, above strength, so that we even despaired of life. Now this passage is given to us so that we may see this great truth, that we are not alone in our suffering, but also we are not to keep the lessons learned to ourselves. In the following passage of Matthew 25, verses 14 through 29, the word talents is a coin or a sum of money. The servants in the story were expected to use what they were given so that the owner, a type of the Lord, would receive a dividend that he would gain from the wealth he entrusted to his servants for that purpose. Suffering may be thought of as a type of coin given to us as an investment, an investment the Lord will use if we allow it and not hoard the lessons learned or hoard the ability given us to console others by what we gain from the experiences of pain and suffering. Now listen to the Word of God, Matthew 25, verse 14. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he who received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five. Likewise, he who received two gained two more also. But he who received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. Now after a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought another five talents, saying, Lord, you delivered five to me, and look, I have gained five more besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He also, who received two talents, came and said, Lord, you gave me two, and look, I have gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things, and I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Then he who received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, 
reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. When it comes to using our wealth of knowledge gained by experience of suffering, it's easier to do nothing, especially if it's inconvenient to do so. The usual excuse I hear for hoarding our talent and not comforting an acquaintance or a friend who is suffering is, I don't know what to say. How can we avoid or at least minimize saying the wrong thing? Well, let me ask, when you've been hurting, what did you need most? Here are a few examples I find effective. What do you say to someone grieving the loss of a loved one? Usually the best we can say is, I'm sorry. How do you best offer help and support to someone grieving? Instead of saying, call me if you need anything, ask instead, what do you need? Or what can I do? Then go and provide or do whatever is needed. Another question that comes up is how often should we make contact with those who are suffering and how long should we continue to stay in touch? Well, this depends on your relationship to the person suffering. It may be that you need to call every day for the first few weeks. And the call need not be serious in nature like discussing the issue causing the pain. You can talk about other issues, lighthearted events you may have shared. And this is good medicine. Now, these examples are only the beginning of using your suffering to help others. However, if you're the one weakened by pain and loss, wait until this season of your life passes, and it will. Then seek opportunities to give comfort to those going through similar circumstances of pain. Now, the summary is God uses suffering and the pain it brings for several purposes. It's to bring himself glory. It's to teach us about his many wonderful characteristics of love and faithfulness. It enables us to serve more effectively when interacting with those who are suffering similar pain to what we have endured. So this week's action to consider is take an assessment of yourself and be honest so that you can see all you have to offer and then seek out and minister comfort to hurting people. God will reveal them to us when we express our willingness to help others, express that willingness to him in prayer. So if you're ready, tell God you will obey the principle in Matthew 25, 14 through 29. Next week's episode is The Will of God, Knowing and Obeying, taken from Luke chapter 6, verse 46. You've been listening to Hope's Harbor, gritty Bible devotions by David Bradley. To get show notes, visit hopesharbor.net.